0: This is the Limitless Keith Lee. This is Brody King. This is Angel
1: Garza. Will spray Hornswoggle. Pentagon Jr. The villain, Marty Scal.
0: The Mexican, Ray Phoenix King Ricochet. Concrete Rose, Sunny Kiss. And I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing. Take just one moment and bask in the glory of the Busted Wide Open. Busted Wide Open. Busted Wide
1: Open. Busted Wide Open. Busted Wide Open. Busted Wide Open. Busted Wide Open. Busted Wide
0: Open. Busted, wide open. Busted. Not- Wide Open Podcast. <laughs> You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports, entertainment, and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous, coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome, everybody, to BWO Live, where we are going to be breaking it down, Zippe, back. My name is Nick Howell.
1: And I am Sir Ian Dangers. And for those of you who don't speak Nick Russianese, that's right. We're talking about the Payback pay-per-view, which just now ended and came one week after SummerSlam. Why? Well, we've got Ooh. some sneaking suspicions based on how this show ended. Uh, overall, though... I got to say, Nick, a pretty damn solid show, and I'm looking forward to breaking it all down. However, let's do a little housekeeping, and then we can get into talking about payback.
0: Yes, as always, guys, BWO Podcast is the hub of all things. You can find all the links to the, all, everything there. If you're watching us live on Twitch, we've got the nice little cards down below where you can get uh, quick links to everything. Uh, and if you're listening to us on audio, you can find most of these links pinned across our social media, but head over to BWOPodcast.com. Mm. Uh, Facebook and Twitter at Instagram. Uh, sorry. Instagram and Twitter at... At BW, You're right there now. At BWA Podcast. You have a lot of banana pudding Uh, during the pay per view or something there? Yeah, a lot of pizza, a lot of banana pudding. Had a little old man nap in my (laughs) recliner, but we'll talk about that. Yep. Uh,. Facebook discussion group. The Discord oh. was lively AF tonight. Thank you guys so much for uh, for making it uh, all the fun, and we appreciate you guys showing up. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today we do. for sure. Uh, make sure you're subscribed over at YouTube so you can get BWO daily every day throughout the week. And our patrons, thank you guys so much. If you'd like to get access to exclusives, uh, and best way to support the show is over at BW, Or sorry, Patreon.com/slash <laughs> BWO. I'm a mess tonight, <laughs> guys. I'm still. I've got a little bit of 2017 PTSD that is messing with me hard right now? Did your
1: friend Mr. Miller Light come over tonight, or what happened? No. (laughs) no, no. It's just a banana pudding. Patreon.com forward slash BWO, where our lovely patrons live. Every one of them we love and adore and thank them all so much graciously every day for their contributions and helping us keep doing what we do with this show and if you'd like to become a patron, as I said patreon.com forward slash BWO sign up for one of our lovely tiers where you too can join up and get show notes, you can get swag, you can get maybe, Skype calls with us, you can uh, and join up and be part of the Busted Wide Open Patron Pick'em's Challenge during each one of the big four pay-per-views during the year there's all kinds of cool things you can get for being a patron, plus bonus episodes, we've got a ton of those sitting there, if you become a patron you get the whole library of those and those are a blast as well, so again patreon.com Forward slash B-W-O. check it out there and thank you to everyone who's already signed up you guys are freaking rad nick what did we miss uh that's it we're good cool. to go badass then let's without any further ado let's head over and talk about payback <laughs> loose up
0: Unlike our normal shows where we kind of start at the end and work through the top things to know about in the show, mm-hmm. I think we're going to go chronologically. We're going to go
1: chronologically because we're going to save our vitriol for the end because it's going to yes. be.
0: Always start with the good. It's Man be training 101, spicy, you always start with the good.
1: Yes, we'll lead you through the show in case you did yes. miss it. Uh, but if you were there, then, then this will all refresh your memory. The, the pre show today, the Riot Squad versus the Iconics, not promoted at all, just happened to show up there. And surprisingly enough, they actually kind of. Tied up a storyline, or it seemed that way with this. The Riot Squad and the Iconics have been feuding for a little while now, the Iconics trying to keep the Riot Squad from getting back together, sowing discord between Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. And that was pretty much the story of this match, including at one point where uh Billy Kay tried to convince Liv Morgan that an errant kick came not from Billy Kay herself, but from Ruby Riot, who was in the ring busy being held down by, by Peyton Royce. But oh, okay, sure, whatever. It was a bit silly, but. At the end, the Riot Squad came together, ended up using a bunch of combo moves to take out the Iconics and finally win one, and feel much better about themselves, and get a little bit of that girl power going, and they went over by the desk afterwards, and breathlessly cut a promo about how they were back together, and they live to riot, and they riot to live, or something or other, and it wasn't...
0: The Riot Lives On, or something,
1: I don't know. They're they're doing little jokey things with their names, and hoping to make t-shirts, but... Right. Either way, d- uh, did you feel that this story was the way it was presented a little bit too ridiculous to really invest in, or did you actually get invested in this? And was this like a nice outcome at the end of the uh, for a pre show match?
0: Uh, I was fine for a pre show match. It was one of those that were sort of had a predetermined outcome. I, I, as much as I wanted the iconics to win, the fact that there's sort of two Healy tag teams right now on the show that we're going to be having a, a match uh, later on in the night it seemed predestined that the riot squad was going to go over here even though i think the iconics look as good if not better than they ever have and i feel like they they are the ones that i would personally have going for the cha- for the titles uh, it, it just seemed it, it wwe logic would dictate that it's on the pre-show and you need a face team to go face your heel champs and yeah so it was it was kind of a riot squad all the way. I I, I was people people made, poked a lot of jokes at this when it felt thrown together at the last minute. It didn't feel like they had talked about this match a lot, and yeah, it it just it was a little bit sloppy. But I mean, everybody hit their stuff. It looked yeah. good. I'm not mad at it. It was a fun little warm up act, warm up show for for what turned out to be a pretty awesome pay per view.
1: Yeah. No, and it was. Uh, It was actually, I thought, a fairly nice match, except for the one or two botches. So, and it was what it was. slipped
0: off the ropes once and uh, whatever. It was fine. It's not a big deal. It
1: was fine. That being said, Nick, before we move on, I'm actually being told by the chat there's a slight delay on my vocals. If you can hit that little switch that you (sighs) have over there. Retribution has been messing with us lately, ladies and gentlemen. There's a gremlin in the system, and we've been trying to catch him, but he has been slipping away. Well,
0: I identified him. I know exactly where to go get him now. I found the hacker. Excellent. And that should fix it. So give it a minute and it should, uh, it should be sorted now.
1: Fantastic.
0: Thank you very much. And thank
1: you guys in the chat for letting us know mm-hmm. so we can get that fixed. And thank you for tech god, Nick, for knowing exactly what to do. So we didn't know about this until right before the show. Uh, so we didn't actually have a pick on it. Uh, so, yeah, it just was what it was. It was a fun match and a, and a nice way to kick off the show. And I'm very curious if now that the Riot Squad are officially together on the same page, if that means they are, since they're also on Raw, on the same page to be able to go after some tag champions who we'll talk about in a little bit. But we'll get to that because we have to get to the rest of the main show. And it started off with Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews for the U.S. title. We both thought Lashley was going to take this based on how this whole feud had been going. Apollo made him look like a fool on Monday Night Raw. Um, and we figured that the story here was that Apollo could outsmart him, but Lashley could outpower Apollo Cruz. Right. And that was the story of this match. Apollo was very quick and wily. He was a lot faster, a lot wilier, as I just said. But Bobby Lashley ultimately overpowered him and did get him in the full Lashley, which I still feel really uncomfortable and dirty saying, and did take him out, tapped out Apollo Cruz, and won the U.S. championship after, what I got to say, Nick, overall was a really strong match and a good one to open the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought, these guys. It was very physical. It was very athletic. It was a lot of fun. Both guys played their parts perfectly. Apollo felt like a badass baby babyface champ who was just in over his head with an absolute monster in Bobby Lashley.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I this is kind of went the way we thought it was exactly as you said. You know, they yeah. we were we were foreshadowing with the arm wrestling stuff with with Apollo stomping his foot and slamming his hand down real quick to win. And, you know, it went exactly as it should have gone. And, you know, I my fear with this was that they were going to have Apollo retain. And then now he would have beaten. You've got Shelton Benjamin doing God knows what over with the 24-7 championship running around. And then you've got MVP that just went after it, couldn't get it. And now you were going to have Lashley potentially that couldn't go get it. That would have meant that would have done bad, bad things. So, yeah, having, yes. having Apollo uh, or sorry, having Lashley win it here was absolutely the right thing to do. And yeah, I mean, it really just... What do we do with Apollo now? Does Apollo see the Ur in his ways and f- join up with the Hurt Business? Do we have some spin... Cedric and Ricochet have been orbiting this a little bit. Do they get involved? Do they form their own faction to go against their Hurt Business? I, that's what I'm curious about. Like, what happens next? Apollo's backpedaling up the ramp going, I'm going to get my title back! Yeah, and, so and, that,
1: that indicates to me he's not joining the Hurt Business anytime no, soon, in case right. that was your speculation no. there, Nick. I don't think so, but it does seem like now the dynamic has shifted. Now, and we we said it's, this had to end up on Lashley at some point. Right. There's just no way you can't have Lashley pick up this title. So now that he has it, it does make it a babyface chasing a dominant heel champ. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. And here's the great thing about this match. The reason I liked it so much was wow. if you have a babyface, have a clean loss the way they had here, when the heel does have guys ringside, but they didn't interfere. This was a clean loss, clean tap-out loss to Bobby Lashley. This is about as good as you can make that baby face look in a defeat. Yep, He looked like he had Bobby's number half this match. It was an even match, and Bobby just happened to get him at the he end. He just caught him. Yep. It was in an any given Sunday kind of scenario. That's how it was booked. That's how it felt, and I loved that. I also I loved, loved how there's sort
0: of no – once he locks it in, there is no escaping you're it. done. It's, it's, he it's an anaconda. Yeah. It's, yeah, you're not you're, getting out of there. Your toes just tap. Uh, let me catch and, up on a couple of bits real quick. Uh, Kyle with a hundred bits said, uh, "Kyle, I'm going to save that one for for here in a few minutes." Uh, he said, uh, "With a hundred bits, said hopefully this is done now because we've done this feud is a verf in a version four different times now." Uh, assume referring to the uh, I- Riot Squad Iconics match from a few minutes ago. Yeah,
1: I'm ready for that to move on. Yeah, I, I think I think the Iconics were there as the they were the, um, you know, the reason that the, the the Riot Squad got back together, right? They were they were the, um, the the foundation of their reunion, and now they can separate, and the reunited Riot Squad can go do something else. The Iconics can go do something else. Well,
0: however you want to play it. Yeah.
1: But we'll we'll come back and talk more about the women's tag division in a second. But uh,
0: going back to Lashley and Apollo Cruz, I just want to say that once you go full Lashley.
1: Nick, I need you to never speak again. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on and talk about Big E and Sheamus. uh, Big meaty men slapping meat, as it says on Big E's singlet. Yes. Uh, This was thrown together at the last minute. And I have to say, I'm actually really disappointed in WWE for not giving this more stakes and not giving this more meaning because you had the damn chance. Last SmackDown, you had Miz Morrison and Heavy Machinery Right? Versus, versus uh, was it? No, it was Ms. Morrison and Sheamus versus Heavy Machinery and Biggie Excuse me. Uh, so, a three on three tag match. Big E and Sheamus are there, but they never had any contact. And Sheamus walked away mad at Ms. and Morrison. There was no reason for Big E and Sheamus to have any beef. Nope. And it, was, it would have been the easiest thing in the world to create it in that match. Even, even then, we would have been like, this was a minimal build for a match. There was less than a minimal build. For this match. This is just an arbitrary you have a big guy in Sheamus who can kick your butt versus Biggie who is supposedly having a singles career even though he was in a three-person tag match on Friday uh, and is, is supposedly getting a big push as a singles wrestler that's that's the line we're being fed. You
0: can't even bring back his old biggie Langston music or something to give him an idea of the fact that he is a single is, this is a singles run
1: why would you he's yeah. he's known for new Day. He's known for that new day entrance there's no other new day members right now it's the only time you're seeing that entrance i i think it's fine to keep him with the new day stuff because that is how he got over and that's how he's made his bread and butter for the last five or six years so yeah. it does make sense that being said the lack of build for this match did not make sense that didn't prevent these guys from putting on a absolutely baller match this felt to me like two guys who they faced each other how many times in the ring before saying, oh, wait, right, we're on a pay-per-view singles match now. Let's go ham. And ham, they went. Uh, this There was just all kinds of big spots. Sheamus busted out some moves we haven't seen him done in a, do in a long time. Uh, this, like, like a kneel-down cloverleaf, he also gave Biggie an Alabama slam at one point. Biggie busted out the, uh, the, uh, the tope suicida at one point, which made me jump out of my seat and cover my eyes. It does every time after the one time he almost killed himself, but it's neither here nor there. These guys, were they, they pulled it out for this match. Yeah. And ultimately, it, even though it was back and forth, Seamus looked like he was going to get that bro kick in. No. Big E, big ending, one, two, three, Big E puts down Seamus straight up, outpowers him, and Big E wins this match. Goes down by Michael Cole and, and Corey Graves, starts yelling at them, being like, I told you, I told you, I don't need to be, you know, one thing or another, I can put a, I can turn on the serious when I have to, and I can still be goofy Biggie that rolls down the ramp and does crotch shots and you know puts his feet up on tables and all the rest of it. I can I can do that, and I can still come out here and whoop ass. Absolutely,
0: I, would, know, that's I just, would. That's exactly what I want out of Big e. I want him to still amen. have fun like he's in the New Day. I, I want him to 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 do all of the things that really helped get New Day to the point that they are. It's fun. I, I really enjoy it. Even the music. Even though I'd like to hear him to have something that's his, not, rather than the new days, I understand that that's kind of his identity now. Much like his identity was mostly tied to Dolph Ziggler in the past. Right. So I, I, I get it. I understand. I just I feel, even with heavy machinery on Friday night, it wasn't just Big E. It was a six-man tag, right? So yep. it, there, it still doesn't feel like, other than the match itself, that he's doing this kind of stuff by himself.
1: It's it's a work in progress on that, yeah. I I think, and that, but that's also part of what they need to convince us with. It's one of the reasons why they're just rubbing our faces in it over and over. Is he's a singles wrestler? He's a singles wrestler. Okay, don't tell us. Have him go out there and have matches like this. Yeah, and then we do. You don't need to rub our noses in it over and over. that He's going to go have a singles career now. Just have it happen.
0: Yep, and. Until I, the I bar think, fight, Sheamus looked like he was just an unstoppable monster for the last couple of months. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about Sheamus, and and now I mean, well, I feel like that you know that all a lot of that stuff rubs off on on Big E in a way. I mean, I I don't not appreciate what Sheamus did throughout the summer to build up to uh, that bar fight and beyond for Jeff Hardy, but now yeah, him even coming though in he like,
1: lost the bar fight, he's been established as being a, a badass.
0: Dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I feel like Biggie gets the benefit of that in this match as well, and sure. you know I, I absolutely loved it. It's one of the reasons I picked him because Sheamus could Sheamus could take the L. Yeah, after that summer he's had,
1: you put the whammy on me on this one. I picked Sheamus, and I and I if you guys listen to the Pickham Show, it was only because I just had some sort of weird crisis of faith <laughs> that <laughs> WWE was going to give Biggie obstacles. Yeah, uh, and no, they're they're all in on him, and I'm I'm glad to see that they are because he's ready. Yesterday, yeah, for this long time uh, ago. But uh, that being said, another guy uh, who is, is, is starting that ascension and could get there eventually is Matt Riddle. He's also having a bit of a singles push right now. He had a match against King Corbin which has been built up for a while, kind of. Corbin put out a bounty on him because he's the new guy. doesn't? Corbin doesn't like him, but Corbin's been getting more pissed off at him lately. Yeah. Swore he was going to beat the crap out of Matt Riddle at the end of last week's SmackDown. And on Twitter brought up Matt Riddle's real-life infidelity and the issues that he had right before he debuted on the show, which seemed questionable. Bro. At best. And then they even brought it up in the backstage interview before the match, and it actually shut Matt riddle up. It, he, <laughs> he lost he lost his smile to that, which made me think, okay, if this is the story we're telling that King Corbin's trying to get under Matt riddle's skin, and he's finally accomplished it. Oh, right. Matt riddle's going to come out. And like Big E, the very fr- a, a, a quick aside, the very first show we did for this for this uh, for this podcast, this live show it said very first show we ever did was about is funny money in wrestling? Can you be a? entertaining, dancing around, junkin and jiving and throwing pancakes and having fun or Kurt Angle being silly or can you be a comedy character and get over? Can you draw money? Right? And our our whole thing was is what the, our, our thesis was, yes you can. Yeah. But you can't be in a main event, you can't be considered a money drawer unless you can be comedy and then snap be, become serious, right? Orange Cassidy's doing that right now. He was funny, but he has to get serious to be in a title match. Big E, he can be funny, but he has to be serious when he's in a match. Kurt Angle was that way. Any, any comedy guy you can think, any guy who was really funny, had to get serious when it was time to get serious. Matt Riddle, same way. I thought, okay, yeah, he's like, oh, bro. But then the, his whole gimmick is he gets in the ring and he turns into Psycho Tarzan, right? <laughs> yeah. So here, here he was backstage getting serious, and I figured, oh, man, Corbin's going to come out and Matt Riddle's just going to go at him and kick his ass. Nope. What we got instead, Nick, was the typical WWE trope of new wrestler facing a gatekeeper wrestler who beats them down for 90% of the match. They get a little comeback at the end and ha- and through toughness and perseverance end up winning the match despite not showing us anything of what makes them special. So... Before I go on a rant, Nick, what did you think of this match? Because I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive in on this in a second.
0: That's Uh-oh. what I thought about this match. Really? Full disclosure, I, I actually nodded off. I saw King Corbin come <laughs> down the ramp in his throne, which I absolutely loved. But I will say that pizza so and banana pudding took over. No, Nick, the howl. Nick. Nick. I-, I missed this one, guys. This, okay, this so it on literally you, put you to sleep. Yep.
1: All right, well, then I'm going to dive I woke up to pum,
0: pum, 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 <laughs> Sasha coming out in the next match. <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I
1: honestly don't know. Well, but here's the problem, is that I honestly, Nick, I don't think you missed much. No, I th- to, not from what to I To give hear. this match its its credit, it was hard-hitting. Corbin has been working both backstage and in-ring with a lot more intensity and viciousness, and I give him props for that. Yep. In this match, it, everything felt snug. It felt tight. I give it props for that. But just the basic concept of booking your new shiny baby face to not be able to overpower an established guy in the company, it's shades of Nakamura all over again, right? What do you do? Put him again, he's, he's an exciting guy. He gets in there and he does really exciting things. What do you do? Go in there and have him in a headlock for 20 minutes against Dolph Ziggler. What? What? Why would you do that? And it seems to happen. It happened to Alistair Black at first. It happened just all over the place. So this, this again, when they did this, I was sitting there going, you've built up a story now where Corbin is getting under Matt Riddle's skin. He's finally gotten there before this show. You have Matt Riddle come out like gangbusters and beat the shit out of Cor- Corbin for five minutes, and then Corbin does something squirrely to bring it back over, and then you have a back-and-forth match for the next 10 minutes, right? Which, which Riddle ultimately mans up and wins. Right. You can even have Corbin kind of like start to edge out over riddle towards the end but then riddle you know hulks up and beats him fine you don't have corbin beat him down for eight of the ten minutes of this match Mm. it's ridiculous that's not how you build a new baby face that makes the new baby face boring especially when you have someone in there like king corbin who is controversial at best
0: at best yes
1: at best uh, Nick, you and I definitely have—we have our love for him, and, and we have our own perspective on him. There's a lot of people out there who have X Pac heat for that guy, can't stand him. So you have you have him go out there and work over Matt Riddle for for that long, that percentage of the match. All of a sudden, people aren't going to care about Matt Riddle that much because they're going to be sitting there going, "Oh, this is the guy that King Corbin beat up for most of his match." Right? It's it's maybe it's subconscious, maybe it's conscious. Either way, it's not good for Matt Riddle. No. Even if he wins, and, and Michael Cole's over there screaming about his toughness. We don't care about toughness unless he's beating another guy up. Toughness kicking out over and over and over again, that barely ever works.
0: No, I need to see somebody come in and just run roughshod over someone that's established like King Corbin. Yeah. And it'd be a big surprise. And maybe even you have Corbin go over at the end, but at least I want to see it the other way around. You know, That's the way yeah. I, I would look at it, is have Riddle come out and just – Take him all Lay the him way out. around the ring, and maybe why Corbin else? sneeps a deep deep six in and, and gets the win in the end. But what you saw was Matt Riddle going ham for for ninety percent of the match. That's and the way why, I would do it. Why else bring
1: up his marital problems, uh, hinting at the fact that he was called out in the speaking out movement like that almost derailed Matt Riddle's career when he came to the main roster. Like he he got you know shot in the knees on that. Yep, and possibly legitimate. Like maybe he should. Maybe he should have been. You know what I mean? I'm not going to moralize on Matt Riddle right now. The bottom line is, if you're going to bring that into storyline, whether it's because you want to try to defang it a little bit by bringing it into the world of kayfabe, or you want to address it just because it's there, or because it makes for good TV, no matter what, then why not actually have it factor in the match? Otherwise, it just seems like it's petty. Like Someone backstage is like, well, let's get even at that Matt Riddle for for making us look bad by bringing this up. He's, and, and make him just deal with it on
0: on live TV. Yeah, cut, let me catch up a little bit here. Kyle with a hundred bits that Corbin effect you, was brother. fully in place for this match. Uh, yeah, I I agree. They, I, I listen. I'll be the first one to say I I love King Corbin. I love Corbin as King of the Ring. I really do. I will fully admit that I love his his court that carry him down on his throne as he's waving his scepter. Royally to the crowd, I, I think that is fan-freaking-tastic. I like Terminator Corbin that we get backstage where he's just doing everything he can to just hurt people. I yep. think that's fantastic. I, I don't think... I think Terminator. all of that stuff should set up for someone like a Matt Riddle to come in and it be a big surprise when Matt Riddle bulldozes him and not the other way around. And mm. it sounds like that's what we got in, in this match, unfortunately. So
1: Well, and, and unfortunately, you know... Afterwards, Terminator Corbin showed up again and bulldozed Matt Riddle backstage again. And, you know, th- as they said, well, sounds like sore loser Corbin isn't willing to let this go yet. Yeah. As Matt Riddle Matt Riddle was saying even before. That. He's like, oh, it's him. he's in my rear view. Like, sunshiny days ahead. And nope, Cor- King Corbin comes in and we're going to get more Corbin. And Riddle, just hopefully in the future, Riddle gets more of a piece of Corbin than he did in this match. This That's the low point of the show for me. Even though I did pick correctly and say Riddle was going to win this,
0: yeah, I took a flyer uh, on Corbin. I thought he would. Uh, I thought he'd get one over here because um, Riddle's had a good time with AJ and other things. I thought they'd maybe sneak one out for King Corbin here. No, uh, one sadly. more to catch up on. Uh, Rokatan threw in a hundred bits. I believe that's Roberto. If I, you, I remember man. right from the chat. Thank How you very you doing, much. Roberto? Uh, so, he says, "What was that comment at the end about Riddle's upset win? Corbin better than AJ? At least we right. did get clean finishes in almost all matches. Keep it up, guys. Thank you very, very much." Very true. Roberto.
1: Thanks, brother. And, and, yeah, very true. Pretty much. Actually, I'm kind of looking down everything. It was all clean finishes. It was clean, 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 clean. Clean, 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 clean. It was all clean finishes. I mean, we can debate whether or not the final match was clean or not, but it was. Oh, we will. No holds barred. (laughs) So that, to me, says it's a clean finish. So, yeah, yeah across the board, clean finishes. Uh, and I dug that as well. Good, Very good pickup. Good call. <laughs> uh, so, Nick, let's talk about the match you woke up to. Yep. <laughs> Bailey and Sasha Banks. Welcome
0: unfortunately,
1: back. Banana pudding. Yeah. What do you mean, unfortunately? This was a great match. Uh, just in time Sasha. to see
0: Nia come out.
1: Oh, uh, Purpose. It's like you're, you have ESP. Your girl shows up and next, like, oh, I got to wake up in time to see Nia. Ooh, the excitement. Yay. My girl. <sighs> Bailey and Sasha versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the women's tag team titles. Uh, this... I'm not going to lie. I don't think they meant to, but the bookers worked me on this a couple of times because at one point, Nia's in the outside of the ring, unable to get in because Shayna's inside the ring getting beaten up. And I think I said something in the chat about, oh, here we go. Shayna's going to get beat up and then Nia's the hot tag. Great yeah. booking, guys. But that wasn't what happened. Shayna powered out. Nia was outside wrecking, you know, running interference. She gets in. She gets beat up for a while. And then she, It was actually even. There was not a whole lot of "Quote unquote hot tagging" in this. This was actually kind of a cluster match, where there was a lot of action, a lot of bodies coming in and out of the ring. Um, I actually felt it was really well structured overall as a match to keep things exciting, keep us not knowing what was going to happen. Couple of a couple of um, I don't know if you go I don't know if, I don't know if you can say hope spots for this match because I don't know if Shayna and Nia are really faces at this point, um, but I don't know if Bailey and Sasha are really people people are rooting for either. But there was. "Quote unquote hope spots for each team, uh, where you know you think that there's going to be a finish, and the false finish happens, and you're like, oh god, that resets everything that I thought about this match. So I thought it was really well structured overall.
0: Well, halfway through, Nia goes out of the ring, and it looks like Shayna. You said Shayna was going to get be take the beat down for most of the match. Nia would be the hot tag. I was looking at it like Naya's going to get disabled somehow and be outside of the ring, and Shayna is going to end up winning it by herself." Uh, right. And I thought it would be hilarious if she did, and she just didn't give Nia one of the titles, or <laughs> she just refused to like admit she was in a tag team with her. I thought right. that would be a fun thing. But, well, and or, I like the or just beat sort of- her with the title right after the match. You know, right?
1: Well, but that you were half right because yeah. Nia, while she was selling the knee most of the match, and they did work the knee a lot, it didn't factor into the finish. What ended up happening, though, was Shayna getting both Bailey and Sasha alone in the middle of the ring. And she puts on um, a Muta lock and a Kirafuda clutch at the same time. Muta locks Sasha Banks with the knees, with her, with her leg, and then grabs Bailey in the Kirafuda and lies down in the Muta lock. So Sasha's having her knee exploded and Bailey's being choked out. And then as Sasha's trying to smack her, she grabs Sasha's arm and chokes out Bailey with Sasha's arm in one of the gnarliest combo submission finishes I've ever seen in my life. And Bailey taps out while being choked out by her partner's <laughs> arm. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you my finish of the year. I'm not even kidding. And Nia just kind of pops up outside, like, "What happened?" Yeah, right.
0: We We, we're, we won.
1: We're champs. We won. Oh my god. And Shane is just like, "Yeah, man, get in here. Here's yeah. your title." <laughs> what?
0: And then they <laughs> went what? to hug, and then Shane would like pushed her off, get like, off oh, me. "No,
1: no." I Nick, I I hate to say this. The Shayna naya dynamics growing on me, and not just because in afterwards a three they Stooges
0: had, kind of way, sure in a
1: three, yes in a three stooges, right? Well, or in as I think Kyle and I were saying in the chat at the time, like a Muggsy and and uh, Muggsy and and what was his name? The
0: Mim- was, Mimsy. No, I'm thinking of the South. Well, Park Well,
1: Mimsy one. is South Park bugs. It was Bugsy and Rocco.
0: Yeah, Bugsy Rocco, and
1: Rocco from uh, the, from the Looney Tunes. Bugsy, I'm gonna need you to stay here, see, and don't interrupt me now. Oh yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna bug you, boss. I can like that's kind of what we're getting with Shayna and Nia, Nia being a complete goofball afterwards and going, "Yeah, we're the champs!" Right, and mugging in the camera, and Shayna just being like, "Yeah, well, I guess we won." Uh, it could be a really fun dynamic, and it's why they threw them together as an odd couple. And I know, Nick, you're not a fan of singles wrestlers being thrown together and given titles and all that, but this could be fun in a Pete Dunne, Matt Riddle kind of way to just talk talk about one that was recent, right? An did, odd, did you recent just odd compare
0: couple. Nia Jax to either Pete Dunne? Or Matt Riddle, I said the
1: dynamic was similar, sir. Get you, come on. I know you get triggered every time I say those words, but just let it go.
0: Hang on, I gotta, I gotta just, just rub my ears. Uh huh. Go to your happy place. Go to your woosah. happy place.
1: It's, it's fine. No one's gonna touch you ever again. So, but Bailey and Sasha are no longer the champs, so we advanced that storyline. Except what I was interested by here, Nick, was we've had all this build for like. For, oh, Bailey didn't help Sasha, so Sasha's mad at Bailey But their personal problems did not factor into the finish. Shayna Baszler beat their asses straight up. And it wasn't nobody's fault. So, I mean, you know, Nia ran some interference and put some hurting on people. But Shayna submitted both of them. So it was interesting that they didn't actually take this story that they had been building and make that part of this finish. I'm not mad at it because, you know, I'm a big Shayna guy. So having her look insanely dominant like that tickled all my pickles. Yep. But at the same time,
0: I went, where'd the story go? You I, it think, it I think, I like, think we're going to see it tomorrow it? on on Raw, potentially. I think we're going to see where this goes. Uh, I, I wanted a little bit more other than Naya just going, meh and just mugging to the camera and jumping in front of Shayna and being a general mm-hmm. kind of nuisance and brat being animated
1: being animated where Shayna is not right. which frankly actually I think pairs well with Shayna who just is very you know she's very serious she's somewhat
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah Kyle with another hundred bits said Shayna and naya for the next few weeks I'm the tag team a champions turn. loved a turn. it turn
1: that was the name I was that was the world's was looking for yeah Shayna's taciturn.
0: Also love Shayna soloing Sasha Bailey. I also would have laughed my butt off if Naya gave Sasha a concussion after all the delays of this long time Oh, and story. she smacked
1: her into the wall a few times? Yeah.
0: That's such a yeah. great spot.
1: I love that spot.
0: Yeah. I, I do not. <laughs> you bunch of babies. God. <laughs> I just
1: don't like it because it's Naya. Every time Naya does something, everyone's like, all,
0: oh, she's going to kill her. Oh, God. Well, I mean, the track record kind of speaks for itself. Oh
1: my God! Okay, then every time Seth gets in the ring with someone, just imagine he's going to hurt somebody. Fine. Or Samoa Joe.
0: Jesus. How many many matches has Seth had versus instead of Nia? Not versus Nia, but how many people has he injured? Ten times. Number of injuries is still a number of injuries. Nia Jax. Okay, so So it's percentage, percentage, or a proportion of of matches, but
1: still, an injury is an injury. Sure. Sure. Anyway. You just don't like Nia for other
0: reasons. I do not like Nia for for many any reasons. Okay. Well, you also don't like Nia
1: so much that you picked Bailey and Sasha in this match, even after knowing You knew, you knew that Shayna and Nia were going to win this. That was the way that every story beat was going. I was with willing and Nia. to
0: lose the Pickums of the pay per view. Yeah. As long as I can with I could keep my integrity intact and not, not pick Nia, gets Nia Jax. You?
1: You see how this is like festering inside you, like yes. some sort of Nia-shaped cancer? And you got to let it go.
0: Nia-shaped <sighs> cancer would not fit inside of me. I'm the, just, <laughs> let's just be clear.
1: It's shaped, not sized. Good Rogaton
0: God. with 100 bits said, I was waiting for Shayna to clock Nia with the belt. That's exactly what I wanted to see happen. <laughs> I think that would have been brilliant. They're celebrating uh, everything. Naya's dancing around. Kayla's yeah. in there trying to interview, and all of a sudden just, bam! Boom. Just boom. wham Shut her up, with the Maxi. belt. Shut her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would have been. Thank you very much, Roberto. Uh, I mean, I like the fact that they were getting into it, but they
1: are like slapping each other backstage before. Maybe that's their thing. They just like slap each other every once in a while. Maybe. Psh, mimsy. Maybe. Yeah. You know, why not? Yep. It'd be funny. Uh, but yeah, it's Bailey and Sasha down to one title. No on belts Bailey, Banks. Which, which they can go, you well, know, they can go put that title on the line with their little feud. It's, it's time. It's finally time. And you know what else it's time for? Pull that trigger. Oh, there's a trigger that got pulled. There is a big old trigger. It's not just a trigger, Nick. It was was like the big red shiny button from Space Madness and Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. You know what I mean? The shiny candy-like button. Only this button takes two of the biggest rocket fuel tanks you've ever seen and sets them on fire (laughs) after strapping them to one Keith Lee and sends his ass beyond the moon. He's going oh, This guy I had a match with Randy Orton, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, but on his debut pay-per-view match on the main roster, Keith Lee beat Randy Orton clean as a whistle. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Keith Lee beat Randy Orton clean as a whistle. Nick, what kind of a world are we living in?
0: You I know, called it. Uh, I called it. Mostly, you did. Be, mostly because I, I would feel guilty for our boy if I didn't at least take one. I
1: admit <laughs> it. I was having a bad day when we were doing these pickums, and I picked Randy Orton because I'm like, there's just there's no way there's going to be a DQ, uh, or it's going to be, or Randy's going to beat him, but Keith's going to look good, or there's no way. They're having Keith show up and beat Randy Orton. The first thing.
0: I think I said in chat. I'm looking forward to watching the 24 in chronicle of Keith Lee becoming the champion in three WWE champion in three weeks.
1: Oh, you can. You I mean, 24. Like, you can just do two like two months a,
0: ago. He won both belts, or was it even that long ago? That's and, what I'm saying. They're gonna then, have. He, he relinquished one of them like a baller because, like, nah, I just don't need this one. You
1: say like a lot of people hated that.
0: <laughs> uh dropped the NXT championship and injured the guy that took it off of him <laughs> to the point that he had to relinquish it, then debuts against and faces He's down Randy Orton, who might be the hottest guy in all of wrestling period this year, period.
1: Keith is so big, <laughs> Karrion Cross dislocated his shoulder, clotheslining him. I want to make this clear. That is how Cross dislocated his shoulder. To the point that line. he
0: had to relinquish the title that he just took off of him. He didn't
1: take a buple, buckle bomb bump from Seth Rollins. No, nope. no, no. He just <laughs> clotheslined Keith Lee. And because Keith Lee is the physical embodiment of Broly from Dragon Ball Z, Karrion Cross's arm almost fell off. Keith Lee shows up in a Broly skirt. I got to say, if you Dragon Ball Z fans out there, he came out dressed in, he had the Broly skirt on. But it was like a hybrid. It was a hybrid outfit, hybrid Black Panther, Broly Saiyan outfit. It was fantastic. Fantastic looking. He still had the janky new music, but it, at least it starts with the Baskin' His Glory stuff, and then it goes into the, we know it's being changed. We know it's, it, it's just, take a deep breath when it happens. It's it's going to change. Yeah, It's fine for what it is right now, and I, frankly... I don't give a crap if he comes out in a pink tutu. Nope. If he's if Randy Orton's lying down for him after an eight to ten minute match on his debut pay-per-view, oh WW doesn't give a crap what he's wearing or what his music sounds like and how people react to
0: it. He got in his his signatures, he got in the pounce, he got in and he finished with the spirit bomb, you know. And
1: Randy, bless him, Randy sold him like Jesus. Yep. He was out. He got pounced out of the ring, and he the way he looked shocked next to that announce table. The way that he he was like, "I'm I'm Randy Orton. I deserve respect." Started chopping Keith, and Keith just kept going, mm, manning up out of those chops. Turns him around, Grizzly Magnum, and Randy hits the floor like he'd been hit with a shotgun.
0: Right. The the star of this match though was the commentary desk that no sold the hell out of two you know back suplexes onto the table.
1: <laughs> to be clear, I don't think it was meant to go here, but I did like I did like the the fact that both of them took their like first Randy back super like Keith Lee, and then Keith was like, "Anything you can do, I can do better," and did the same thing to Randy. Uh, yeah, this was this was so much fun, and obviously, as total marks for Keith Lee since day one, since way back, uh, years and years ago. We are this. This was we loved this Nick. We we have to. I mean, we 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 were obviously biased of course. here. Of but course. if this was, and I'm really curious, guys, let us know in the Facebook discussion group or in Discord or right here in the chat right now. If, if you are new to Keith Lee, if this was your first time seeing Keith Lee, or if last uh, Monday was your first time, or if you caught him a little bit in NXT and then here, I'm curious to see what everyone's perception was. What was the first or second or third impression? For everyone of Keith Lee, uh, obviously we're over the moon because our boy is just getting stra- rocket strapped right now. Um, it's, it's crazy. I, I can't believe that. I don't even know where they're going to go with him from I, here. When, when, with they, when he
0: counted the one, two, three after the spirit bomb tonight, I sat there in disbelief for about thirty milliseconds, just going, "Oh yeah." And he, after powering
1: out of the is, RKO, is, is I might this
0: add,
1: real? Randy went for the RKO, and Keith just went, "Nope," and just pushed him off, gave him the spirit bomb, one, two, three, and I just jaw jaw hit the floor unbelievable the only thing i can think is that they might have a little bit of a uh mm, going back and doing a review of last year's survivor series in mind mm. when keith lee faced off with a certain big dog that we'll talk about later on in the show and this might be a way to build him up for that
0: and then showed Throwing out at the that rumble as well brock we even got the reactions out of brock lesnar who sold his ass like a big boy coming out
1: yeah, WWE definitely thinks they have something here with Keith. Um, we we believed that they did, but so often, so often, WWE doesn't agree with us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, just, Kyle with another 100 bits yeah. says, 2002, Rock versus Lesnar. 2020, Orton versus Lee. History yes. repeats. Yes. Good call. Really yeah. good call.
1: Um, the only difference, I think, is that Rock didn't have the tenure that Randy Orton did at the time. He was the top guy and he did the favors because he was on his way out to Hollywood, whereas Orton's a lifer. Yep. So you know this, I think, I, I think in some ways, even though while that is, a, I think, a very similar analogy, this might have a little more weight uh, just because, I don't know, I could, I, I could argue it both ways. Rock's still at more of a peak of his career, but Randy's just got more built up, and yeah. especially over the last few months where they've been making him look like a world ender. You know, like that's it's a big deal. Let's let's call a spade a spade. It's a damn big deal.
0: And the story around that was going around about a lot of this was they they kept putting over that Drew McIntyre is in fact injured. With he has a hairline fracture Fractured in his jaw his jaw. Yeah, okay.
1: Which for everybody who was complaining about the three punts, Drews they've built up Drew to be an absolute world ender as well. He was able to beat Brock in five minutes, et cetera, et cetera. After all the build they did for Brock, they had to make Drew seem like a total monster as well. He was dazed. He he didn't know where he was after those first two point kicks. Like I know that's not ending your career, but it's Drew and the way they've been building him, they have to make him look strong to be able to continue to get up until they the guy literally breaks your face. I I'm actually okay with that, given how the strongly they've been building Drew. That that to me seems eh, just about it's it's okay. Yeah, I, I can live with. It. I can sleep with that. Uh, I can fall asleep at night with that. You know what I mean. Yep. You can Seth sleep Rollins. well at night. I can that. sleep well at night. Yes, I'm not going to sleep with it because that would just be weird. Yes, Seth Rollins and Murphy versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio feel like this feud has been going on for a while, Nick. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. Like 2020 feels like it's been 15 years, and it this does. match is, this feud has been going for most of 2020.
0: <laughs> hey, newsflash, Tuesday it's September, guys.
1: Good God! Let
0: that let put that in your pipe and smoke it. Well, Let's that's good that for me to know. In. I got
1: to put up my Halloween decorations. <sighs> I've already got a couple up, but you know, it's Halloween time everybody. So, <sighs> it's that it's that time of the year. Things start getting a little colder, the leaves turn colors, the f- this f- mists in the morning, get to have some some pumpkin spice lattes and some pumpkin beers and the fog, not here in LA, the fog it, not rolls
0: yet. in over the west side. As long as yeah. there's no giant insects in it, right? Yeah, that, that yeah, not the mist. I don't want the mist. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but not I'm not in L.A. By the way, we're right. still going to be you know 70 degrees and sunny here, sure. uh, but everywhere else they're going to have
0: Halloween all fun. day but, or day.
1: But back to the match: Seth Rollins and Murphy versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. This felt like by by the ending, at least, to be the culmination of everything. Right? If we look back over the whole story, it was. Uh, Ray having a group of guys fighting against Murphy and his or Seth and his group of guys, it getting whittled down to Seth and Ray. Seth maiming Ray, and then Ray's son stepping out of the shadows and saying, "I'm going to help you, Dad," and getting <laughs> beaten to holy hell, and then ultimately becoming a man. It was a story of the boy becoming a man, fighting his own battles, not being able to win against this evil force that was Seth. But then once he and his father teamed up in this match finally being able to overcome the bad guys. Largely due to a miscommunication where Seth and Murphy ended up connecting foot to head and not in a way that made Seth very happy. And Murphy ended up being isolated in the ring. Uh, Ray went outside and took out Seth. Dominic Mysterio throwing the 619 on Murphy and pinning him one, two, three. The boy has become a man. And Seth stalks off alone with Murphy sitting at the bottom of the ring ramp. Sad. And Seth Mad. And Ray and Dominic celebrating in the ring. What did you think of this match, Nick?
0: It felt so well put together. Mm. While while there was a little bit of uh, hysterics and things that were going on and theatrics that were going on in the SummerSlam bout, this one felt like a really, really solid, well-executed tag team wrestling match. I enjoyed the absolute hell out of this match. This is kind of what I wanted... The SummerSlam match to be, but in a way, I'm glad it wasn't because we, I really liked the theatrics that we got at the SummerSlam match with Ray being handcuffed, not able to, and it being a street fight and all of that kind of stuff, kendo sticks involved, and you know, basically Seth executing his son, you know, in in storyline, executing him in front of him when when his in front of his father, when he couldn't do anything about it, and I, I loved the theatrics of that, but this match. I hope it's I hope it's the blow off. I don't think it will be. Let's
1: well think about this from the perspective of Seth talking about long term storytelling. Right. And him saying that we don't have the patience for it. Right. In the middle of this, were we right to not have patience for this, or did this pay off well?
0: I think this paid off brilliantly. Um, you now have someone in Dominic who is a legit six foot plus call him luchador if you want. He's doing all the same moves Ray is. He's move, He's yeah. flying like you've got a legit, decent sized big dude. Uh, I think that,
1: you got. He needs more seasoning, but that's not. I can't say that's surprising. He's doing stuff that that yeah. a guy with his his relative experience shouldn't be able to do. It's so, in his DNA. I
0: mean, when I say he's when I it. say
1: his seasoning, like please understand. I I, I think he's already doing. He, he's doing really well.
0: He's fantastic. <laughs> he is a he's lot better than I actually thought he would be. If I'm being mm-hmm. completely honest,
1: I totally agree, and that part of that is the dance partners. But yeah. uh, at the same, you know, he's in the ring with Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, and Murphy's no damn slouch. No,
0: so but he's but got. But they some need to bring the Viking partners. back because <laughs> Murphy had his shirt off tonight. I want yes. his. I want his Much. dub dubstep track back. I want to see him. Is I want to see him. Hit Murphy's Law. Like, I want, I want to a w- comment
1: from Esme on how it was to see Murphy without a shirt again. Oh, she, she was
0: jiffing like crazy in the in the Discord chat over it. So. <laughs> Kyle with 100 bits said, I feel we were right not to have patience because they kept running in place and cutting the same promo over and over again in this feud. Sure.
1: He took the words out of my mouth, Nick. I, I didn't get a yeah. chance to throw in my two cents on this, and I, I agree with Kyle here. I feel like in the middle of it, it was going – like they stretched it out so long, right? They, I feel like the beginning – and, like, the beginning of the end, like, the beginning of the third act and then the finish of the third act were all good. But, man, that second act was long and repetitive and pointless. Um, we were right to be, I think, impatient in the middle because it was taking too long.
0: Right. Or it was but, being repetitive. There was no development in right. the story. Yeah, it was circling the airport. Right.
1: But I think they landed the plane. And I know that we are going to have one more match tomorrow night, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. And I'm assuming that's going to be the, the capstone. Of everything. No, next would, week we'll have
0: the following week so. we'll have uh, Dominic versus Murphy. And, Silence. Yep. No, Nick, let it let it end.
1: Yeah, let it end.
0: Is the is the crux of this story, which I think it is, is the crux in your mind, uh, where it all started with Seth kind of gouging Ray on the stairs. No, it
1: started long before that.
0: So I mean, well, I mean that's that was to me that was the, of the, the set off that you know put Ray on the shelf. And made Dominic come into the picture. That's and, what I
1: call. That's what I call the beginning of the third act, the final, you know, big, big movement okay. of this whole thing. Sure. Because you think, remember, we this goes all the way back to like post WrestleMania with Kevin Owens, and maybe right. even before with Kevin Owens and Seth. You yeah, know, yeah. this, this you can, Black, this Black back out there, there and all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Alberto yeah. Rio and yeah. This goes back a ways. So this has been going on for a while, and I'm I'm ready to see it end. Yep, me too. But I have to say even though there were parts of this match where i'm like man I've, i feel like i've seen this all the before it was also as you said a, a nearly perfectly structured match it was executed really well and in terms of the story that they were trying to tell a great way to to start finishing it all off yeah so props to everyone involved really I, that's all that's all i got to say really really high marks
0: uh, I, and then I, we get- I, off the, I have high hopes for dominic that's the last thing i'll throw in there the, yeah, this really absolutely. gave me a very very optimistic not even skeptically but very optimistic outlook on the future of, of dominic And And
1: I feel like a big part of this was about Dominic. Ray, you know, holding out on his contract to be like, you've got to put over my son Dominic. Like, you've got to give him a chance. You've got to give him these matches. We obviously don't know what was exactly in his contract, what the negotiations were, but that's my speculation, was that this was a lot about Dominic.
0: Yeah, and also for me, in that same token, I feel like Ray probably went up to Seth like Ray wants somebody to work with his son that he trusts, knows works oh, yeah. well, knows can work that style. Uh, is is a is a ring general of sorts that can Get one of the best wrestlers in the world. Absolutely. In, so I, I I would imagine that backstage Ray approached Seth and said, "Hey man, I need a favor. Can we do a story with my son?"
1: I think it it might have been more than that. I think there's more people involved than than just that. I think it was just you know I'm sure Seth would have been happy to work Ray. Period. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, who, who, and then whatever whatever the negotiations were that got Dominic involved, you know, I, I know that Dominic he broke char- he broke character in the last couple of days and was like, "Dude, Seth is so generous. He's so good to work with." Yeah, um,
0: that's what made know. me think that was so, Dominic saying that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, they definitely a collaborative effort, but I I feel like there's a lot more cooks in the kitchen on this. Yeah. But at the same time, like it came down to who was in the ring, and they all did a great job. Yeah, so. It's time, Nick. It's time for the end of the show. The big match. The big belt. The Universal Championship. On the line. Triple threat match. Roman Reigns. The Fiend. Braun Strowman. No holds barred. No holds barred, Hogan. You won't know. You won't know where Roman's going to be. Because he's not going to be in this match for 90% of it. Because he hasn't signed the damn contract for some reason. That was the story. Adam Pearce sent out on SmackDown to get Roman's signature. He got the Fiends. He got Strowman's. Never got Roman's because Roman had aligned with Paul Heyman. And they needed to work some stuff out. We don't know what they needed to have in the the contract because it didn't seem to matter by the end of the match. But he needed to hold on to that contract. So Adam Pearce might have gotten fired. We don't know. He didn't do what Mr. McMahon asked of him. He didn't get that signature. But we had the Fiend come out to the ring, had the whole Fiend entrance. We were all sitting there going, damn, Fiend's coming out first? I guess then Strowman, then Roman? Or nah, nah, nah. And that was kind of what happened. The Fiend came out, and then Roman, uh, Strowman came out. Only Strowman didn't come out with his entrance, Nick. No, no. While the Fiend got into the ring and started posing, Strowman took him out, and we got right into a brawl. And for some damn reason, the ring bell sounded. I didn't even hear it because I didn't expect it because they weren't.
0: We didn't have all
1: three members of this no,
0: match. No, no holds barred match. Just, just ring it as soon as they make first contact. Sure, just why fight. not? Yeah, yeah. Why, don't, so, don't waste any time. Don't sit around. Don't. Why try to separate two giants? Hashtag
1: WWLogic. logic. Yep. Actually, New Japan does stuff like this sometimes too. The referee's discretion, right? Charles Robinson, you little weasel. <laughs> but, uh, but there, you know, there they were, they tussling right back in where we left them off last uh, last pay per view at SummerSlam, beating the crap out of each other, tossing each other through tables, ringside, tossing each other all over the place, going up the ramp. Throwing each other off the main stage up there, uh, in a nice big crazy holy shit spot, working their way back to the ring, and then Bray Wyatt gives Braun Strowman
0: a superplex off the top rope. Hang, to hang on, cr- hang, hang on. Before we, before you say what you were about to just say. Yes, there's a 300. Well, he's now 360. He used to be 385. He's now 300. There's a 360 pound near seven foot giant climbing to the top of the turnbuckles unprompted yeah like
1: what was he about to do we've seen him do the flying t-rex before
0: flying like a 747
1: t-rex. yeah he's gotten on the top rope he's jumped off the top rope like before. a like a rarely like a does, okay. he's done a splash he's done a splash huh? on the top rope before like once I, or twice i don't think i've even it's seen a terrible that.
0: idea yeah you don't remember it <laughs> no don't oh, do yeah. that i, I remember it. that's why i was going it. oh god no bron
1: no, yeah. no! <laughs> he <laughs> rarely <laughs> rarely does it for obvious reasons <laughs> But instead of that, no, we had a superplex, and as we've seen time and time again, whether it's Brock and Big Show or whoever, boom, the ring explodes. Charles Robinson goes flying out of the building, catapulted like a like a little little summer chick on a spoon. Bing, send him right out the right out the window, it's like that, ah! and <laughs> like that gif of Scott Hall taking the stunner, just yep. right out of the right out of the arena, <laughs> and the whole ring collapses, and of course. That's when out comes the big dog, Roman Reigns. Sorry, sorry, Dog Ziggler. Not you. Not this time. Out comes Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman, signs the contract at the top of the ramp like a bastard, and then walks down the ramp with the chair, gets to the ring, looks at the chair, and goes, these two guys are dead. I don't need this. Hops to the ring, tries tries to cover the fiend. The fiend kicks out. Tries to cover Braun. Braun kicks out. Roman goes... Guess I need that chair after all. Okay. Goes back out, gets the chair, starts wailing on Braun. Beats the crap out of him. Braun still kicks out. All right, guess it's time for the fiend. Goes over to wail on the fiend, but the fiend jumps up like a damn bullet. Bray was up fast. It was terrifying, and I loved it. Right, oh, fingers right in Roman's throat, choking him out. Roman Reigns rolls out of the ring. I'll make a long story short. He gets back in, low blows the fiend, fiend goes rolling out, spears Braun. One, two, three, Roman Reigns is your new universal champion. And the Roman era begins
0: again. My goodness. You know, all right. So I'm going to add one thing to what you, you just broke everything down. Um, Meanwhile, backstage, we had several shots to a pigtailed Alexa Bliss looking on very, very pleasantly at the Fiend either coming to the ring or in the ring, working, twirling additional dreadlocks into... The her- dreadlocks are growing in her hair. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, oh, are we actually going to get a Joker-Harley Quinn dynamic between these two? Because put that in my eye holes. It's
1: what we were speculating. And here's the thing that we were saying, Nick. I, so when we were making our picks, you thought The Fiend was retaining. I said, no, Rom- Roman's
0: back. I just didn't think Four they'd do point. it at a payback. Obviously, Roman's gonna get the title at some point. Dude, He's it was the, payback. It was literally,
1: it's what I've been telling you ever since we like we kind of saw this coming. There's a reason they've got the two pay-per-views back to back. There had to have been a reason. When they announced that, I think what I with the verbatim, what I said was there has to be a reason. And I suspect it has something to do with bouncing the title. And sure enough, SummerSlam, Fiend gets the title, bounces it to Roman by by Braun eating the pin twice, which makes no damn sense. But you can't have Braun beat the Fiend on SummerSlam because then that depowers the Fiend. The Fiend didn't eat the pin here. I worried. I did say I was worried the Fiend was going to eat the pin on this and that Rome was going to take all of that. Thank God. If they had done that, I'd have been really pissed. This was, I think, if, if if... This was the right decision because you can have Bray and Braun continue their feud. It doesn't need the title. I don't like the title on the Fiend. The Fiend doesn't need the damn title. And there's more story to happen with Bray and Braun and it doesn't need to be the main event picture. Roman Reigns coming back as a heel is really fascinating. Him having the title, he's been a big enough deal the last few years, fine. There's a lot of people who are flipping tables about this and I understand it. I get it. You're so conditioned to hate Roman Reigns, but wasn't one of the things we were always asking, turn him heel? Why? Because it's interesting. Well, here we are. This is interesting. Right? And he's always got the title. A heel asshole, Roman Reigns is the champion. And you know why it's uh, why there's heat? Alvarez said this. I saw him tweet it before we got on the show. That's where the heat comes from. Yeah. He doesn't deserve the title. No. And that's that's heel heat. Great. This was about as if you're gonna do it this way. This makes the most sense to me. If if this is what this is this is the direction you want to go. If you want to go with Roman, Doing it this way, you've got your the man, good guy, face champion in Drew McIntyre. Now you can have your absolute monster asshole heel champ in Roman Reigns. Now they have their cake and they can eat it too. And frankly, this is so much of a better setup than Roman Reigns as the perennial babyface underdog Superman, which is a dichotomy that we can never
0: quite wrap our heads around. You can't be an underdog and a superman. Right. Always fighting upwards
1: against Brock Lesnar, who's the obnoxious champ who can never show up for the show and doesn't work more than five to ten minutes in a match. Now you have a heel champ who will show up and work matches. You've got guys like Keith Lee showing up. I mean, on a different brand right now, but you know, they can't survivor series, who knows what could happen. Right. Right? So this actually, at the end of the day, I'm not mad at any of this.
0: I need to. I need a couple. I need some boxes to get checked off. Okay. Uh, I need. I need. I need it to be declared, in one way or another, that Roman Reigns is officially. He's gone. He's gone dark. He's gone to the dark side. He's. he you need, he's a need heel. to be official. Uh, Paul Heyman is a good indicator on. of that. It's wreck a good indicator. Wreck everything and leave is a decent indicator of that. New the villain. New, <laughs> new villain teeth is is Joker a, teeth. right. <laughs> new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting, getting caps is, is a pretty decent th- and and the thing that i have trouble with is you've still got michael cole selling him on commentary the big dog well
1: you gotta stop calling him the big dog and start calling him the big horse with those chompers
0: uh okay that aside talk to mr ed <laughs>
1: wilbur, wilbur. 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 I'm Roman Reigns. <laughs> I'm the Universal Champion.
0: This, this uh-huh. is the part where Ian derailes me into laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I need. I need. I, stop selling him like you've been selling him for five years. Yeah. Stop. It, like everything that you just described. I need the commentary to stop doing what they're doing too. Agreed. Like, uh, I need to know what the deal with retribution is. Somebody needs to. <laughs> right. Somebody needs to define that.
1: They didn't. They didn't get on their bus to this show apparently because they weren't there.
0: I, I, I didn't like it in the beginning. It grew on me over the last few weeks. They started messing with our stuff here on the show, and now I'm invested. Now I need to know so that I can press charges against whoever has been messing our show well, up. Yeah. Right? I, I need to know if it was Roman or not.
1: It depends on who's in retribution. That's really the, that's yeah. the end of it right now. Who's in retribution? How are they going to handle them once they unmask? That's the, all
0: that, all that said, care. I'm with you. If, they can, if we can check those boxes off and yeah. clear the gray areas... I, I just I'm I'm with you. I like heel Roman as a champ on as universal champ on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you on the Fiend and Braun. Please don't give up on that story. WWE
1: don't. And after having Braun p- p- uh, pinned twice in two pay per views in two weeks, you have to build him back up again, You castrated your bull. And I <sighs> that's what I'm worried about. That's visceral. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not wrong. Like, that being said, Braun did lose to the two big... I mean, if you're going to lose, he had a he had a stand-up war with The Fiend, who for a year now has been sold as, as I said earlier, a world-ender, beyond a world-ender, a universe-ender. Yeah. You know, he's Talk been about able to legend take out killer. everybody. He's
0: killed them all in the
1: last year. Except for Goldberg, but that's sure. neither here nor there. But Stroman beat Goldberg, right? So... On the one hand, yes, it looks bad for Strowman week on week, week over week, but he got beaten after taking you know a pounding from the strongest guy in WWE, who were, and then he got another pounding the week after and was speared. You know what was one of the strongest finishing moves in WWE. So yes, he got pinned twice, and they do have to build him back up. But it's not the end of the world. No, and this is one thing where I'm actually it's and it's rare for me to say this. When we come to the end of a WWE pay-per-view and I understand why it's controversial, I understand why people are pissed off. They're like, oh God, not Roman again with the title. And I feel you. I, 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 everyone who's feeling that way, I feel you. I get it. I too. Hello, Roman. Here he is right here. Right? I feel you. There's been, a, there's, a, there's been so much Roman. But you know what? The, the catchphrase I always have on the show, I always sing the Clash song, right? I'm so bored. With Roman Reigns, I can't say that right now. I'm not bored. I'm invested. I'm interested. I'm looking forward to seeing what coming what comes next. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. That's all I ask keep, is intrigued, me me. intrigued. Don't make me go. Well, that's stupid. I don't feel stupid for watching this show. I f- I picked Roman to win. And I figured it was gonna be something like this, but this is a good story to tell with Roman. This is the way it should be going with him right now. If he's coming back as a heel, and oh, let's talk about the the, the pay per view overall here, Nick, because. Overall, it was a really solid pay per view, except for the Riddle and and Corbin match, which even then was, like I said, it was peppy and it was well worked. But overall, this was a really strong pay per view. In some ways, I'd say stronger than SummerSlam.
0: I would. I would. I agree with you, and it makes me question. Well, why didn't you just do this for SummerSlam? You could have. You could have. You could have. There were things they had had to
1: wrap up so that there could be payback.
0: Uh, I don't know. It's.
1: It, it, they have a weird way of telling stories. Well,
0: thanks. Now I have to explain to Esther why for three Sundays in a row now, including all out next Sunday, uh, we we can't have Sundays. Anyway,
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry for.
0: Uh, I know I have to watch wrestling and get on a show and talk about it and have lots of fun. <laughs> uh, Kyle throwing bits at hundred bits says no, not the teeth. I just had them done. I just when he mandible clawed him. When he mandible clawed him. That's what we were Brilliant. all saying. Yeah. And I love the way that Roman got away from that. He's one of the first. I think is he the first one to actually get away from it completely once it's locked in?
1: No, I think other people have. I, I have to remember who, but I'm pretty sure that people have broken out of it. Okay. But he threw you know, another
0: hundred bits in, and he said, "So oh, dude, is Retribution dead now? Oh. The pay per view is a freaking synonym." <laughs> I think I between retribution and payback, yeah, I get it. Nice, thank you, Kyle. It's a good point. It's a really good point, actually.
1: <laughs> My mind uh, is. So yeah.
0: Overall, I, I I was left questioning why not just do this for SummerSlam? It would have been a sure. bigger spectacle. But at the end of the day, it was the exact same venue, the exact same lighting and pyro. In fact, I think we got more pyro for this one than we did for SummerSlam. Yeah uh they had more time to build storylines they had an extra week of of go home shows and things like that to develop things um, SummerSlam was the Roman surprise ending and payback was Roman's champ so
1: If we look at this sure. whole this whole card though there is nothing on this card except for that that needed to be on this show Bailey and Sasha dropping it to Shayna and Nia you could make an argument for it needed to be on a pay-per-view but aside from that Anything else could have happened on a Raw or SmackDown, and it would have been fine. Yeah. But they did this, and this was the speculation all along. They did this to strap Roman, to bounce yes. the title to Roman, to be able to, to, to finish off or put a, put a certain marking point on the fiend Braun Strowman feud, have that culminate in a title match and then have Roman come in, get the title, and now we're on to something else.
0: I do like the, the idea that since we all kind of knew that was inevitable anyway, we still gave uh, Braun and Bray 15 minutes to tear the house down. Literally destroy everything. Yeah, literally tear the ring down and and try to tear the Tron down. Broke the table. Uh, had a big uh, off the stage spot. Like they they absolutely had a killer match before Roman Reigns even walked out. I to was the better top than of the their ramp. SummerSlam
1: match, which was garbage. Right. Yeah. Right. So totally agreed. But
0: I I really have no complaints uh, no. about anything on this card. If I'm being I don't either. Honest. I,
1: don't, I really I the Matt Riddle and and like I said Matt Riddle Baron Corbin wasn't a fan of. Um, and you know i obviously they want to put the strap back on roman okay but at the same at the same time i get why they've invested enough in roman we're trying a new a new angle on them new a new look roman cool let's see what they have in store i'm this is a situation where i think that they're going in the right direction enough i'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and more yeah. fool me obviously given the track record but at the same time you know, If you didn't like the end of the pay-per-view, the rest of the pay-per-view was really good overall. If you didn't mind the ending, or if, like me, philosophically, you looked at the ending and said, no, no, that's the right decision, the even a if it didn't feel good.
0: Update. Not it's all
1: the perform- pay-per-view endings are supposed to feel good. No. Were you entertained for three hours, two and a half hours, whatever it was? Yes? Cool. Got your money's worth. Did you, did the ending make you feel good, or did it make you want to come back and see what happens next? That's really the question. And uh, I'm looking forward to Raw
0: tomorrow back- night, to be honest I- with you.
1: I'm looking forward to Raw, and I'm real curious about SmackDown.
0: Yep, same.
1: We got same. Keith Lee on Raw. We got Roman on SmackDown. Do whatever the hell he's doing. Plus, everything everything else is happening. Yeah, good stuff. And I think it makes the argument for almost like a double SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, right. Almost like a, we, had, we had two <laughs> nights of WrestleMania. Like. This was I look at this as almost a you know if you think about it in two nights of SummerSlam. Sure. You know, you just had a double header.
1: If You want me positive about it? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that's. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our take on payback. Uh,
1: Bravo! Very, very, very surprising show in a number of places, and also really damn good show. It's always the ones you least expect.
0: Last year, was stomping grounds you would be uh, yeah, takeover twenty five as well surprised us. You know, there was a lot. There's been at least one a year for the last few years that has always caught everybody like, whoa, oh, wow, that was actually really freaking good. Jesus, I want to go watch that again. <laughs> so yeah, I absolutely loved this one. WrestleMania was fantastic. Uh, You had uh, 25, and then, I mean, a lot of people are saying this is the third best pay-per-view of the year already. I I would not argue. Yeah. Really, 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 really good. Well, there you go, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in with us. It was a lot of fun hanging out last Sunday for SummerSlam, this Sunday for Payback, and to everybody that was in the Discord tonight, thank you so much, and to everybody here in the chat tonight, all the bits from Kyle and uh, I believe it was Ro- uh, Roberto threw in some bits yeah guys thank you for that thank you guys so much for all the bits uh, and all the love we really appreciate it you can find us Very over much. on uh, Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast come join the Facebook discussion group make sure you get into the Discord and all of these links and everything over at BWO Podcast.com. make sure you come subscribe to us over on, at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open for BWO Daily all throughout the week and head over to Patreon.com slash BWO sign up for one of those reward tiers to get bonus episodes episodes, uh, copies of the show notes for every episode, including this one, uh, all kinds of good stuff happening over there. It is the best way to support the show over at Patreon, and we now have annual subscriptions that you can sign up for at a discount, so you never really have to worry about any of those mm. pesky billing issues or anything like that. You just get an annual renewal, and it's really, really easy, and you get a 10% discount for nice. doing so at whatever tier you sign up on. So head over to patreon.com BWO, and you get an entire back catalog of two years at least. Uh, at this point uh, <laughs> few, of the bonus yeah. episodes that Sir and Dangerous have done. We will be doing the uh, bonus episode this Thursday. So yes. be able to look, up, look out for that one. But we'll be back here tomorrow with BWO Daily. We'll be back to you Tuesday night recapping Raw. And uh, I think we got some stuff going on in New Japan as well that we uh, we have to talk about that we oh. did not have time to cover on Saturday. But we absolutely... For those of you
1: who didn't, who didn't watch <laughs> the Summer Struggle, yeah, we got some, <laughs> we got some ish to discuss. <laughs> we got some... There's some things, yeah.
0: No spoilers, yeah. but yeah. I'm not saying a thing. You don't want to miss Tuesday for for New Japan if if you're in yes, New Japan, for sure. Uh, but I got to do one more of these one more time before we get out of here, Ian. I'm sorry you can't hear this, but I'll do this. Oh, mm. for he is <sighs> limitless. And my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude,
1: and I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous.
0: But-